Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Welcome in, White Sox fans. It is the Sox on Tap postgame show. Johnny Nani here with you, and I've got Tony Marchese joining me to recap a White Sox 6-0 winner. Tony, feels good. Finally, victory beers, no matter how late it may be in the night, always taste good. Johnny, victory beers, White Sox winners, you know, two of my favorite things. I'm sure they're two of your favorite things as well. When we get to talk about them, it makes it even better. Yeah, you know, Tony, uh, you know, this is what the White Sox needed. They needed a bounce back. They needed a little morale lift for the whole fan base because I think everybody was feeling a little bit down. Um, so, you know, it was good to see. And granted, this is a much you know, more inferior opponent uh, than what we saw in Series 1. But uh, still, nonetheless, what do you always talk about? Beating the teams you need to beat? They got that done tonight. Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to come in here and say, Johnny, is um, you needed to turn this around. Um, I was... I was a little nervous about the Carlos Rodon experiment coming back today. I think a lot of people were. I was gauging some interest on Twitter this afternoon, and how are we feeling about Rodon? A lot of mixed bag reaction, um, and that's kind of how I felt too. You know, you didn't know what you were going to get out of him. Uh, obviously, you got a great start out of Carlos Rodon tonight. You beat a team that you were supposed to beat. The bullpen looked a lot better than uh, what we saw in LA and you're talking about a White Sox winner here at the end of the day, Johnny, um, just good, good night for the White Sox. Yeah, no, it was a good night for the White Sox, Tony. So we'll get into some of the specifics here. Uh, but before we do, listeners, uh, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can follow us on Twitter at Sox on Tap and at ONTAP Sportsnet. If you enjoy the podcast, go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. We'd really appreciate it. Um, also, this podcast is presented by Grandstand, so make sure you're getting all your White Sox merchandising needs at Grandstand. You can follow them on social media at Grandstand Socks and online. Go to their website grandstandsocks.com so all right tony uh let's break into this game initial thoughts here you touched on rodon here but hey man uh in the specific section here great to see the fastball velo sitting around 95 96 getting up to 97 he's a little amped up uh still was able to throw that first strike too though um and mixing in you know the curveball we heard about it during uh spring training but nice to see that because it is a nice secondary offering excuse me third offering besides that wipeout slider that he has then you throw the curveball which is almost 10 miles an hour slower in there so thoughts on Rodon uh from that pitch kind of mix there overall just impressive from him tonight Johnny I think that uh you know he really claimed that fifth starter role out of spring training uh you're not you're not exactly sure what you're going to get when uh when you get into uh actual game time here obviously uh, you saw what happened to Dylan Cease last night, and he looked impressive in spring training too. So it's just good to see him come out in his first start. Um, and, you know, they're talking about it when he took the mound tonight. You know, some uncertainty around Carlos Rodon and whether or not he was going to be back with this team. Um, you know, over the offseason, they do let him go, end up bringing him back on a one-year deal. Uh, that's kind of prove-it time, Johnny. This is this is put up or shut up for Carlos Rodon. And, you know, comes out in his first game, 
uh, that counts here and delivers. And that's what you want to see, Johnny. We talk all the time about Lucas Giolito being the stopper, the ace in the rotation that's going to, you know, if you're on a losing streak, stop the skid, stop the bleeding. Um, and, you know, you go into your fifth guy here in this White Sox rotation, that's normally not the guy that you're sitting there with the most confidence to say, all right, we just need to break out of this. And Carlos Rodon was there tonight. I think that's a little bit why I was thinking to myself, like, hmm, I might need to wait until Tuesday to get back off of this little uh, downturn that the Sox have had to start the season. But no, Carlos Rodon comes out, he shoves tonight, he delivers, gets this team back on track. Uh, you talk about the, the pitch mix, man. That's impressive stuff that he has. He's always had the stuff. That's never mm-hmm. been the question. Uh, it's always been around health, um, a little bit of mentality, getting through games um, and just grinding like that, like he did tonight. Uh, I think this is a, a good start for Carlos Rodon's season, and let's hope he continues that uh, in the grand scheme of things. But overall tonight, able to get the job done. Uh, there's not really many complaints that you have about his game tonight. Yeah, and the only other thing was uh, command. That's the only other topic I was going to touch on with Carlos Rodon and uh, look good early, like I'd mentioned uh, when he was, you know, bringing that fastball. And that was the issue before uh, he got injured, too. And obviously the injury partially uh, contributing to that. But even before he was kind of opening up and whatever. And they fix his mechanics, him and cats. Uh, but the command did slip a little bit, I will say, um, because he gets a uh, situation in the bottom of the fourth where he has one out. So he gets the first out, but then he walks the bases loaded. So um, him being able to work out of that. Um, because, you know, he, he did induce a ground ball and Mankata threw home to get the force out and then uh, he rang up Crawford and that. So that's a big, you know, it's good to see him work through some of that adversary. But, um, you know, as good as it was tonight, that's, you know, just something to keep in the back of your mind that, OK, when once you did get through a couple times in the lineup here, uh, the excuse me, the command uh, did slip a little bit, but velocity was consistent throughout. So can't be too upset about Carlos Rodon uh, for the, in any aspect of it tonight. So uh, got through and obviously White Sox didn't give up any runs. So we'll talk about how the rest of this went down. Um, obviously uh, the White Sox had to score some runs themselves uh, to get a win tonight. And Yaz got the party started uh, with a, absolute bomb from the right side tony in the second inning um i you know he, he dropped the bat first time this year um good to see you ask get going you love it i think you love it more than anybody jenny and don't feel free to feel free to celebrate this uh you're a yaz man and you said it yep. many times yep. so you know you like seeing this um i think every white Sox fan likes seeing this this is your guy that you paid to come here and and, and hit those home runs um obviously uh, early on in this season, this White Sox offense has kind of sputtered on a few different things. So you like seeing them get out and get this lead early tonight because uh, that was going to be important for this team. You, you don't want to be playing from behind, especially when you're when you're you know having trouble scoring runs as they were last night. That um, it was just impressive to see right out of the gate here. White Sox take the lead, um, and you know for a team that that is built the way that the White Sox are. A lot of the runs are going to come from the home run. So you need that offensive power to show up in order to win a lot of these ball games. Johnny, it's just going to need to happen. Um, obviously, you want to see them scoring runs in other ways, and they do in this ball game. But um, impressive to see Yasmani Grandal just get out there and get the Sox the early lead. Yeah, and, you know, he just crushed it. He knew it first sight, um, and then he let the bat go. The, the classic drop gave it a little bit out in front of him, which is sweet to see. I always love the celebrations on those. Uh, he has signature bat drop. Great to see. Uh, first time this season. So that put the White Sox up 1-0 in the top of the second. Um, they'd have another opportunity here in the fourth and get one across. Uh, Mercedes led off with the single. Uh, Grandel reached on a Seager air. Gar- uh, Lurie Garcia had a bunt that hit the plate, popped up. Uh, everyone was safe. And then Vaughn hit by pitch for his first RBI in the show. I uh, don't think he would come that way. But hey, anyway, uh, take one for the team, right? 
Yeah, you know, the the hit-by-pitch with bases loaded offenses – I think one step above the wild pitch offense because you had to you had to work there to get those guys on base. Yeah, um, all you know, just pack it up. I mean, obviously it could have been, uh, you know, bases loaded, wild pitch offense there, but uh, keep the line moving. Andrew Vaughn gets it done. It's been a little bit underwhelming of a of a start to the season, mm-hmm. Johnny. I think for Andrew Vaughn, um, and you know, you look at a guy like Yerman Mercedes. You're talking about him, uh, you know, just a minute ago there. Uh, just his impressive start has kind of overshadowed, I think, uh, you know, the type of hitter that Andrew Vaughn is. And, you know, even for a guy like myself who's, who's questioned, you know, who's more important to this roster, Eloy Jimenez or Andrew Vaughn, I do know the importance that Andrew Vaughn's going to play in this lineup long term. Uh, but just kind of a, an underwhelming start to his uh, major league career, Johnny, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, no, I would say definitely, Tony. I mean, I think everybody's a little bit underwhelmed, but I also I think uh, we can be a little patient here because knowing the situation, sure, he may have been the best option, but that also was necessitated by the lack of moves that you made or the injuries that you had uh, in spring training. So um, he's kind of here a little bit earlier, I would say, than probably when he's ready. So I'm still going to be a little bit patient, but yeah, um, you know, maybe, you know, he got hit by the pitch, so he just stood in there and let it let it happen. But hey, at least tallying one, you know, it's like in hockey when you get like. Like even like a secondary assist that probably didn't even factor into the play, it can at least feel good, a little confidence boost. So hopefully in the mental aspect of the game. And Andrew Vaughn did also make a nice catch out in left field uh, along the track later in the game. But um, White Sox weren't done in that top of the fourth. There's more uh, Billy Hamilton, uh, Babbitt King here. Uh, he, he gets an RBI single, uh, put us up 3-0, and then Nick Madrigal grounds into a double play, but that scores another one. Um, and Robert popped out to end that inning. But Sox up 4-0 uh, after the top of the fourth, looking good here. Uh, they'd be back at it in the top of the fifth to add their last two runs, and that was uh, Moncada, um, one-out single, uh, one of his two hits in this game, so it was good to see, uh, you know, after a tough last uh, stretch in Anaheim there. And then Mercedes doubles. This guy got on fire again tonight, Tony. Uh, Yasmani Grandal coming through once again, the Yasman, uh, two RBI single back up the middle, once again from the right side, 6-0 Sox. That's all the scoring in this game. Great to see. Um, oh, yes, that's all I have to say. Yeah, Johnny, just, you know, g- complete offensive picture for the White Sox. And I think anytime your team's going to score, you know, five or more runs in a ball game, you're putting yourself in a pretty good position to win. The Sox are able to uh, exceed that. But, um, you know, just a few a few touches here. What a, what a way for Nick Madrigal uh, to get an RBI by grounding and do a double play. There's been a lot of calls for Nick Madrigal's head. I think you and I are, are right there with some of the things that, uh, you know, the script just seems to write itself. Um but it's nice to see him get one across just even in, even in a, I guess you can call that a productive out double play. Um, it, it's just, you, you want to see him start hitting as well as Andrew Vaughn and some of these other guys, but this offense has so many tools, Johnny, it has so many tools to get the job done on a night in night out basis. And I think that's the difference of this White Sox team that we're talking about this year as compared to years prior is, you know, you can afford to have, some guys crowning into double plays and, you know, get those hit by pitch offenses. And even in a game like last night, Johnny, um, when the, when the White Sox weren't on the winning end of it, uh, you're still getting, you're still going to get your pass ball luck. You're still going to get some of those runs. Um, and when you can supplement it with some actual extra base hits, you see what the White Sox can do tonight. Um, and then they had the pitching to back it up. So uh, much different team than we're talking about from last year. But overall, man, great job from the offense tonight. Glad to see the bats are moving a little bit more than they were. Uh, but I think that it's time to also take the next step and kind of build on that. 
Yep, no, I agree with you 100% there. Um, uh, one last uh, note on the bats before we get to the rest of the pitching uh, that rounded this out after Rodon. Uh, you remember Mercedes? Hey, Tony, he took like one night off, not even off. So he still got a hit on Sunday night. Um, only like one for five, though. Uh, but hey, he is back to his scorching hot ways here. Um, how about three for four? Uh, scoring two runs tonight. And he also drew a walk. So, hey, 667 average, 1.684 OPS. This guy's the, this guy's the best baseball player ever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he might be. He might be. We don't know. We don't know. This is this is brutally small sample size stuff, and I can't wait to see the graphics that are up on the on the board from uh, you know hashtag selective stats that we're going to get out of Yerman uh, Mercedes. Uh, you see Ozzie Gian on the post game show or in the pregame show actually uh, with the Yermanator jersey that's now available over at Grandstand. Um, I think that's that's absolutely hilarious. I love I love storylines like this, Johnny. I think that, that you know it's just early on in the season, and right now, if you're a White Sox fan, like you know who Yerman Mercedes is. Uh, if you haven't, you know, if you aren't dialed into you know the White Sox and, and the minor league system, and you know what we're we're talking about with Yerman Mercedes, Johnny. Like I go back to, to like 2000. What was that? 2019, 2018. You know, Shy Sox Weekly, Shar Knights Weekly days with Yerman Mercedes in a, in a Knights playoff chase, you know, like that, that's, that's Yerman Mercedes to me because, yeah. you know, this guy's been around uh, for a while in this White Sox organization, just trying to scrape and claws way up. Not a guy that you see, you know, on all the shirts that they had printed about the rebuild, you know, Kopech and Dunning. And, you know, like there's just so many names that, that just came over in all these trades that, you know, people were so excited about. And, you know, here's Yerman Mercedes busting onto the scene when the team is, uh, you know, in a position to win some ball games and, and do some stuff. And, you know, we talk about, you know, over the offseason, not signing a DH and, you know, just the problems that could lead to. And here's Yerman Mercedes, man, just getting the job done as hot as any hitter in baseball uh, right now. Just, just impressive stuff. And I love storylines like this, Johnny, because that's what makes this game great. Indeed, Tony. That is defending AL Player of the Week, Yerman Mercedes, to all of you White Sox fans. Love to see it. So, yes, like you said, great storyline. I see him going, too, because that uh, helps, you know, cattle, you know, he serves as a catalyst then for the offense. It's like, you know, kind of like given, oh, when Yerman comes up, more than likely uh, he's going to get a hit. So uh, great for the confidence of the offense overall. So, Tony, let's round this thing out with pitching, get to our next game preview here. Obviously, we talked about Rodon, his final line. Five innings, two hits, no runs, obviously. Um, since it's a shutout, three walks, nine strikeouts. That's great to see. So that just, uh, you know, builds on the stuff that we were talking about earlier, uh, mixing all that with command. Um, and also, you know, had to work yourself out of a couple of uh, jams. So you get a couple more strikeouts in there. But, hey, good to see it in crunch time as well. Uh, that's, you know, some facing, even in a game like this, you know, you're still up and have some support uh, facing a little adversary. I think it's good for him. So um, after this, though, uh, only two uh, more pitchers used here uh, for the White Sox tonight, and that was Michael Kopech for two, Jose Ruiz for two. Hey, how is Michael Kopech getting, uh, you know, how's this sound? Uh, all, you know, in the two innings that he pitched, five of the six outs that he got um, were via the strikeout, and uh, he only gave up one hit and one walk. So that's pretty damn impressive. Jose Ruiz, um Gave us nothing to worry about uh, in his final two innings, one, two, three in the eighth. Uh, did it fairly easily in the ninth as well. One strikeout for him. Um, hey, Michael Kopech, that slider is wipe out. Uh, these guys look clueless up there. I love to see it. Johnny, Michael Kopech so far. And I've got to ask you, because this is the first show we're doing where where Michael Kopech is on. And, and you've, you've said that you're not going to believe that Michael Kopech exists until you see him. 
on the mound. So I've got to, I've got to ask right now, like, is it official? Is Michael Kopech back in your mind yeah. after his first two appearances here? Cause he looks like he's got oh. just filthy stuff. You know, I was, I was really happy with Friday night too, because you know, I, I was like, you know, kind of like hard on it and just like, you know, impatient. I think that's the best word to describe because I just wanted him to be back and I want him to contribute because I know he's such a lethal arm and you're seeing it back in action now. So yes, Tony, I can confirm to answer your question. Yes. Michael Kopech is back. He's alive. He's contributing, which is the best, you know, uh, the very best thing. And, uh, it, it it looks nasty and he is, you know, with this kind of prospect, what he has now, um, it's going to keep going on like this for a little bit. And obviously they're going to go through the rotation a couple of times, see what they got, but someone's really struggling and we're seeing like there's a consistent weak spot in the rotation here. He's the first guy you stretch out. You know, they said Lopez working down in the alternate site so he can come up and this and that. Hey, when you need your best arm there and you're going to start stretching someone out, it's going to be Michael Kopech. So this lines up really well for if that's needed. Hey, I would love that that's not even needed. He's just mm-hmm. one of your lockdown multi-inning guys out of the bullpen, kind of like Garrett Crochet. And Crochet won't be stretched out this year, I can guarantee it, uh, given how young he is. But, hey, I think Kopech could be that. So uh, these early you know, shutout performances and uh, looking just nasty in general uh, are great signs for me. Great signs to Johnny are, are just the velocity that he has, the ability to still miss bats. Um, he's got that. He's got that competitor face on when he takes the mound. Um, he just looks nasty. He looks like somebody. If if you're if you're a major league baseball player, you don't want to see Michael Kopech come out of that pen, Johnny, because you're getting you're getting some of that starter stuff. You're getting that high octane fastball. Uh, it's not pleasant to face, especially you know when you get done with any of these guys in the White Sox rotation. Having Michael Kopech come out of the bullpen, um, I know it's not the preferred spot. I, I know for me, I don't think for you either. Uh, I'd rather have I'd yeah. rather have Michael Kopech long term as a starter. But right now, just such a dangerous weapon to come out of the bullpen, um, and you see him just completely overmatch a lineup that the Seattle Mariners uh, threw together tonight. Um, and and you, you've just seen good stuff out of him so far this year. And then you want to talk about Jose Ruiz, Johnny, a guy who's now worked. Uh, some pretty clean innings so far for this White Sox staff, but he seems to be a Tony La Russa favorite early yeah, on I, here I, in, I was, in the early going. I was thinking about it. Is Jose Ruiz going to be to Tony La Russa what Jimmy Cordero was to Ricky Renteria? I think so, Johnny. And I, I <laughs> you asked that question, and I think so because you know you look at the rest of that bullpen, and I think everybody kind of has a spot there. If you look at every single one of those other pitchers in the bullpen, and you you kind of have an idea of what they're going to do. And when you have a six run lead or a six run deficit, or you just need somebody to go out there and throw pitches, it's Jose Ruiz. Um, If there's, I shouldn't say if there's an arm that's ruinable, it's Jose Ruiz's because every arm is important. But when you really look at this, at this staff, like there's no Ross Detweiler here. There's no, there's no Jimmy Cordero. There's no guy that just you throw out there just to get those outs and get the job done. And if you get into trouble, you still have, so much more around him that you can go to. So I think Jose Ruiz will be a favorite because the Sox are going to put themselves in a lot of positions to win ball games where they're up by five, six runs where you don't need to go to Liam Hendricks. You don't need to go mm-hmm. to Aaron Bummer. You don't need to go to Evan Marshall. So who are you going to go to? Um, and it's not Garrett Crochet. It's not Michael Kopech in the ninth inning up by six runs. It is Jose Ruiz. And that's, that's kind of his spot. It's kind of a mop-up role, I think, right now. Um, but you know, he's also able to get some outs. We've seen him, Johnny, uh, we talked about it on this show. We've seen him be able to, you know, really pump the heater. We've seen him be able to get outs. We've seen him be able to do some nice stuff. Now, is he 
the best or sexiest name on this roster? Absolutely not. He's probably the least sexy name on this roster. But if he's going to get the job done, he'll be a Tony La Russa favorite. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and in that role, like you'd said, fulfilling your role, uh, like what on, over at Four Feathers, Eddie O, his old saying in hockey, what do role players do except and execute? Jose Ruiz is doing that so far. Um, so ho- hopefully that can continue. My only concern with him is we have seen in the past, just historically, I hope th- this year is a different story. We're not talking about it, but just beware. Very well potential that he could lose the command at some point. And he's shown that to happen, especially after having a lockdown outing where he's striking out sides and whatnot. And even in like 2019, using high leverage situations and then was striking out sides. And then, you know, three weeks later, it's the wheels are falling off and you can't even find the zone. So yep. you're not trying to, you know, uh, say that that's going to happen, but be wary and take it a little bit with a grain of salt and take it outing by outing with Jose Ruiz. So see what we get. And, you know, luckily, if he does lose that command, like you'd said, the role that he's in hopefully shouldn't be too detrimental to the White Sox and someone else can come in and mop up then. So uh, that about does it for this game. Once again, White Sox defeat the Mariners 6-0 to open the series. Nice bounce back win for the team and for the fan base. So I think we're all feeling a lot better. Let's look ahead to Tuesday night's game. Hey, Tony, it's already Tuesday. This is one twenty-two in the morning when we're recording this. So Sox on Tampa listeners, uh, we're giving it to you either way. Let's go. Uh, Mariners, White Sox once again doing battle Tuesday night, uh, April 6th out in Seattle, 9, 10 p.m. Central time start on NBC Sports Chicago. We got James Paxton going for the Mariners, Lucas Giolito for our White Sox, back to the top of the rotation. The ace, uh, James Paxton got shoved back for the Mariners for some extra rest, uh, only had two spring training starts. Last year, just 1-1-6-6-4 ERA over five starts, uh, just over 20 innings pitched there. So uh, James Paxton is a guy uh, that the White Sox should be able to hammer. Yeah, Johnny, you're talking about a White Sox team that just has feasted on lefty pitching. Uh, for what seems to be uh, a good half of season now. Uh, when you look at uh, going back into last year, if you talk official games, this team has just rolled against lefties. Um, I believe they're at like 17 or 18 wins in a row against left-handed pitching. Should be able to feast on him, like you said, tomorrow. And I think even more importantly, you've got your ace on the mound, so it's the perfect time to start building a win streak, Johnny. And we love win streaks here at Sox on Tap. Yeah, the win streaks cool and tough. I mean, that, that's the bottom line there. Uh, and you get a little confidence from a game like tonight. Sure, there were some like minor miscues, like Miss Gad- Nick Madrigal dropping a ball uh, in the first inning and then maybe yeah, continuing those innings, like we said, finishing innings uh, mm-hmm. when you have more runners in scoring position and whatnot, not giving away free outs. But, um, you know, this is a team that you can do. It. I don't want to like slander the Seattle Mariners, but just look at the talent on the roster. When you go in, uh, just for example, when you go and look at the game preview of these guys, there's only three guys guys who have faced Lucas Giolito. Guess what? Lucas Giolito has been around since 2018 with the White Sox here. So more Mariners hitters should have probably faced him. and More Angels hitters had faced him. When you go back and look at their life. Yeah, first. Even, even scarier was coming into this one. Johnny, only one batter had faced Carlos. Yeah. Ramon. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, it's just, they are ushering in a young crop there. And even Kyle Lewis there. I know we didn't face him last year, but one of their studs is out right now. He's got mm-hmm. a knee bruise. So, you know, you are uh, getting a shorthanded already Mariners team. Uh, let's just continue to take advantage of it. I just want to see, I, I want to see even more of an onslaught. Six was good tonight. Tony, let's get to double digits tomorrow. Yeah. This White Sox offense has the potential to put up double digits. We saw this last year. It's mainly the same cast and crew, Johnny. They should be able to really put a beating on this team. And I think when you've got a guy like Lucas Giolito on the mound, uh, obviously didn't get the job done. Uh, the White Sox didn't get the job done in Lucas Giolito's first start. You know he's going to be absolutely hungry. This is a lineup that he can overmatch. I mean, we saw what he did against the Pittsburgh Pirates last year, Johnny. Uh, this is This is the same type of lineup 
construction that you have uh, in front of your ace pitcher who feasts on shit like this. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Lucas Giolito turn in uh, close to an eight inning performance, miss a lot of bats tomorrow and put this team in a really good position to be, you know, for us to be talking about another White Sox winner tomorrow night, Johnny. Yeah, you know, and you know what, Tony? I think it could be slightly. I think I could go seven on that, and that's only because one of those innings might get too long for him. He's sitting too long in between. That's yes. the only thing that would keep him from coming yes. back out there, and then it's Jose Ruiz time or whatever, whoever you want to get work for uh, after that. So I know we're, we're having a good time joking here, but I think it would be sweet. Um, that This is probably no, no bet anywhere, but if you could go for a Lucas Giolito, double-digit strikeouts and the White Sox, double-digit runs. Probably a little bit of a risk, but if they both hit, you'd probably make some good money if that bet out there yeah i i don't know where to go find that one johnny um i don't know i was just our, thinking our good friends the double digits so yeah no I, I don't i don't know if our good friends at bet rivers have that but if they do uh that definitely be something because you know it, you're waiting for this offense to just completely explode in one of these games and you know it's going to come and I, I would say that the seattle mariner series is important uh for the offense to right the ship and and so far right on the right path uh, let's not, you know, celebrate this as the White Sox are completely back. There's still things that need to be fixed in this lineup, Johnny. You know, there's still things that we need to to get past. One of them, Nick Magical. Uh, one of them, Luis Robert swinging at things that are in the dirt. There's there's just so, there's just things that need to be uh, tightened up a little bit. Uh, but I could definitely see over this next uh, two games um, in Seattle, this White Sox offense picking things up and and putting in the complete game. Uh, you know, you're going to see Jose Abreu start to leave the yard again. You're, if you can get Yasmani Grandal's bat to stay hot, uh, Yerman Mercedes obviously is already right there. Uh, you start to stack up two or three of these guys who are getting really hot at the same time. And that's where you're going to see that happen. So uh, showing signs of life in that over the over this last nine innings. Uh, let's continue that tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely uh, on board with that. I would love to see uh, some cohesion in that lineup uh, in kind of, uh, what's it, contagious. That's it. Uh, you want you want to get contagious, the hitting. So yes. uh, I agree. And, and Yohan Moncada needs that kind of contagiousness. Hey, I will say that might, the second one might not have been as pretty, but he did uh, have a you know decent hit early on in this game. And the second one kind of inside out of it. But, hey, that's two hits. That's good yep. because that's, yep. you know, getting back to that, especially mm-hmm. after how lost you looked, I would say, I on Saturday I, night. Yeah. I think I just want to see him – you know, do that bat drop that uh, Yasmani Grandal yeah. had, to, you know, tonight. I, I, that's what I'm waiting for for Young because you want to see him start to leave the yard. You want to see him start to drive that ball out uh, into right center uh, from the left side of the plate and just, you know, park one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he did that, you know, multiple times in 2019, even a few times last year when he got a hold of one. So uh, looking forward to that. Hopefully this can be a series at Sparkham. Um, all right, we're getting down to the wire here. Uh, pick to click who you got for Tuesday night. Pick to click for Tuesday night. Uh, you know what? I, I just want to ride with Abreu for right now because I want to start to see him put together that type of campaign. You've got a lefty on the mound. I feel like this is the, this is the right here matchup made in heaven for Jose Abreu. Uh, I just want to see him be able to, uh, you know, maybe leave the yard once, maybe twice with some runners on base. You want to get to double digits. Johnny Jose Abreu has got to be the catalyst here. Um, that's where I'm going, Jose Abreu. All right. Yep. I like it. I'm going to go with uh, Nick Madrigal. Um, I'm just going to, you know, maybe a few maybe multiple singles. I think that's probably the most likely outlook for him, but hopefully they come in some big spots and I have not picked him yet this year. So hopefully going, a little... going for multiple singles. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Um, I, 
I feel bad because I it's easy. I could like just like for the Hawks, like you could hammer like Kane every game. You could hammer Jose. You could hammer like Moncada. I would go with Grandal like every game if I could. But I like to spread it around a little bit. Nick Madrigal is a right-handed, true right-handed bat. I know we got some switch hitters, and yes, did some good things from the right side tonight. But a true right-handed hitter, you already took Jose. Tim's out of the lineup right now, so uh, I'm gonna go with Nick Madrigal, one of those. And I believe I took Luis Robert just like yesterday or something like that. So I'll switch it up. Keep spread him around here. Yep, we'll spread them around. Um, so. All right, that about does it for this show. Um, once again, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, and check out Grandstand for all of your White Sox merchandise needs. Um, you can find them close to the ballpark. Find them online at grandstandsocks.com and on social media at Grandstand Socks. Your Minator jerseys are in. Go pick yourself up one from Grandstand. So, Tony, final thought, and then let's get the hell out of here. Final thoughts. Time to start a win streak. Time to uh, you know win a series here. We've got a series that is winnable as of today. Uh, so let's go get the job done. Let's talk about another White Sox winner tomorrow night. Yeah, no, um, let you start the winning streak here. Um, even bigger offensive explosion. We had like the kind of uh, M80s tonight. Let's get like the full-blown mortars tomorrow night. I love it. So, all right, Tony, let's get out of here. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.